trivial Yeah, they're coming to an understanding Even if it takes a while She's liberal, he's conservative But they're best friends You're known out for your everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Now Hear Me Out. I'm Harriet Berholtz, and I am here with my dad, but socially- <laughs> Say your name again? Randy Berholtz. Yes, and so super happy to be here to- today, um, and just honestly- Holy hell, am I depressed? Oh, yeah, overwhelmed. I've been depressed all week, Harriet. I don't know about you. Ever since, so when was our last podcast? Over a that week ago? More in common, guys, so about a week ago, yeah, now. Oh, my God. Yeah, I you, America. I am freaking depressed. Uh, I mean, you know, Harriet and I started this, you know, and we started it as being, you know, a way that we could talk about policy issues. And, and you know, Harriet and I, you know, you know I, I've been a Democrat, now I'm a Republican. Harriet's been a Republican, now she's a Democrat. And so we've really been talking a lot about, you know, we started this to think about, okay, the Democrats and the Republicans, let's talk about politics. I'm sorry, let's get through politics and talk about policy. Then, Harriet, we get COVID-19. Then we get the protest, the riots, the arson, the overseas protest. And I don't know about you, all I feel like doing is 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 looking at funny dog TikToks, you know? Which I send you many, many. All the time. You send me good ones, too. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, yeah, I'm just, I'm bummed out. It's, it's upsetting what's going on in the world right now. Um, it's the, you know, the rhetoric is very, very stressful. Um, today we went out for the first time in four months, my husband and I went out to brunch and it felt so weird and it just felt like, I I don't know. I almost felt just unsafe being out in the world again. I don't know about you. I know you guys went out for the first time to dinner a couple nights ago. But yeah, did- well, not, well I, I, I don't know if we had dinner. I, I think mom and I went out, we went to like a burger lounge and we sat on the side or something, you know, but it's, I mean, if what America and our podcast listeners from all around the world, holy hell. I mean, 2020 inherit, it's freaking what? June 12th. Uh, I don't know about you. People are going to look back at 2020 and they're just going to go, huh? What was that? I mean, I don't know if you saw, I think some uh, some guys looked at the uh, Mayan calendar, Mayan calendar. Mayan calendar, yeah. And they said, oh, what if they got the year wrong? <laughs> what if they were dyslexic? <laughs> well, what they think of is they got it wrong and the world's going to end next week. Well, can I tell you, you know, I'm not a betting man, but holy hell. I mean, you know, seriously, the only thing else we have to do is have the Martians come down and say that that this has been a great experiment. We're just going to end it all. I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of funny memes going around about like it's like aliens saying, you know, it's it's our turn next, guys. Get ready to come down to Earth. Um, well, but I what though too? I, I, you know, I've been watching a lot of stuff about the 1960s, and you know, Harry, and I'm just telling you, I, I was born in 1961, and you know, right around the time of the Cuban Missile Crisis, and I can remember vaguely being a little boy, two years old. You know, I was out with my dad and it with a tricycle. No, with, with my mom in my backyard in a tricycle. And okay. I remember my dad coming home and saying, President Kennedy's been shot. They think he's dead. Jesus. I can remember that as a little kid. But, you know, I've been, I've been just, you know, just hearing things about how 
you know, about how in the 1960s, even up to 1967, the Russians evidently were going to launch a missile, uh, I think against us or against China and blame us and to start World War III. So, you know, guys, I grew up in a time, you know, I, I was, you know, I, I graduated from high school in 1979, I graduated from college in 83, 84. And, you know, when I was in college, all we thought about, you know, a lot of things we thought about was nuclear war. And, you know, I remember going to the big cities and like to DC and to Philly and that and thinking, where would be safe? Where would the Russians bomb? Where would be safe? Now the problem is we've got freaking COVID-19 where truthfully no place is safe. Anytime you have a human to human, you know, interaction with somebody who's not, you know, like living with you right now, you know, you're worried about Armageddon. And then you got the riots where it's like they're even hitting small towns. So America, either you're going to get drunk right now or you're going to just go into, uh, you know, just this fantasy sci-fi world. But, you know, I can remember in the 1960s growing up and uh, we had all these silly TV shows, you know, like, like uh, you know, like and I don't say silly, but Star Trek, Lost in Space, I Dream of Genie. Uh, my mother, the car, you know, uh, get smart, Gomer Pyle, and all this that stuff. Was a TV show. What's that? I didn't know Get Smart was a TV show. Oh, yeah, it was a TV show. And oh, so, okay. I can see why we had those shows because life sucked. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we think about the sixties. Oh, good old time, apple pie, and and you know, mom and dad were in a nuclear family. I mean, literally a nuclear family. Holy shit. But, you know, at the same time, we were being kept from the riots, the peace protests, Vietnam. And, and, you know, I can remember, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but but my mom got Life magazine. And and, and I think they were all selling Life magazine back then. And Life magazine, I remember, was like maybe 64, 65, 66 and Life Magazine was like all of a sudden in your face, color pictures of the Vietnam War. And, you know, I can, rem- I can remember the one famous picture of the, of the little girl who was napalmed and all her clothes were off and she was running screaming. And just the pictures that came out of that. And, and you know, what you got to think about in the 60s, people had black and white TVs. And so, you know. You only had a color TV if you were really rich, you know, or, or you know, most people didn't. You know, you used to have those black and white TVs that would roll up and down or side to side and everything else. You all huddle around this damn black and white TV. But when Life magazine came out with its pictures in color, it was like, holy hell. And then I can remember the vivid, you know, just just the colors of Vietnam, just, just the, the green of the outfits and just – you know, the, the, the like oranges from the bombs and that. And all of a sudden, that was in our door. I mean, that was in our front page. But back then, you could choose not to watch it. But today, we're so social media driven, all the news sucks. CNN, okay. CNN, ABC, CBS, they hate President Trump, and Fox News loves him. Harriet, where do we go for news anymore? I, I just want to have news about happy things. Don't you? I know. Seriously. I genuinely, yeah, I don't even, I don't even know anymore. I, I just ideally want to look at positive news. I'm the one telling you that though. 
I want to ideally just read positive news. It, it makes me reminiscent or just, you know, it makes me want to go back to communist China when we were there. And I don't know if you remember getting the newspaper, but it was very much, you know, happy news all the time. Like puppies were born today in the city. And obviously it was so that they weren't critical of the government, but it was still positive. But guys, I'll be honest with you. What else? What the hell else can we have? I just, I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like. I mean, Florida has hurricanes and hurricane season is starting. My friends in Florida, Arizona. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, um, stop, you know, we still have fires and earthquakes in Armageddon, but I'm telling you, I'm starting to worry that I'm going to see the big guy in the sky going, uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's going to split one day and these hands are going to come down and it's going to be like, Randy Berholtz, what did you do? Are you going to heaven or hell? And you see this little devil down there going, ah, you bastard. Yes. You're coming down with me. You're going to cry. <laughs> I don't think it's biblical. Jesus. Well, no, I, I remember worrying about that, though. Oh, man. Oh, you're me. Great. I was, I was so, anxious before. Yeah. So, so guys, you know, you know, audience members, give us, give us a holler, give us an email, you, you, you know, how are you coping? Cause I mean, maybe I, you can give us some, some yeah. tip. Cause I'm not oh, yeah. coping that well. <laughs> I think there's two types of people that I can tell right now. I mean, surrounding coronavirus, not even talking about black lives matter or um, any of the protests going on or anything like that, but just on the, the coronavirus, you either have the people that, don't think this, you know, don't think it's a big deal. Think that it's, you know, no worse than the flu. It's been overhyped. People call it, you know, a pandemic, and they're just trying to, you know, take away our rights and keep us herded up and locked up and like fearful and stuff. And it's all a ploy like for the election. Um, or you have the more reasonable people who, you know, see it as a global pandemic. They're worried. They don't want anyone they love or they don't want themselves to get it. And they're worried. And I know uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I'm nervous to venture back out. You know, even today going out for brunch, I was nervous. I was very uncomfortable. And I don't know. I don't know how you just go back out and live life like it's supposed to be normal after. Well, you know, Let's start off on the easy topic. And, and did you ever think we, we'd be saying COVID-19 was the easy topic, yeah. Harriet? No, I God, mean, no. I mean, so, so let's talk about this, though, Harriet. I, I mean, look, we're into what? Month four? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So how many people? So this has killed what over five hundred? How much? I think it's a hundred thousand. No, no, way over that. Here, so U.S. No, uh, I, I think it's I, I you know I think it's five hundred thousand people worldwide right now. Oh, yeah. I was just talking about the U.S. What's yeah? Um, here, let me look let's go to up. the uh, let's go to the site. Let's go to Johns Hopkins. That's yeah, one hundred seventeen thousand in the U.S. How many? One hundred seventeen thousand. That's in the U.S. So how many worldwide now? So let's look at the worldwide. Worldwide, four hundred twenty-three thousand. Oh my God, four hundred twenty-three thousand. That's you know more. You know, God, how many people? I think fifty thousand soldiers died in in, in in you know in the U.S. in Vietnam. I mean, so. Yeah. There were well, I mean, seven point eight, yeah. yeah so four hundred thirty-two thousand, Harriet, as Harriet said, there were seven point wow. eight million cases. Four hundred twenty-three. But yeah, seven hundred seven point eight million cases worldwide, and right now, guys, as Harriet and I predicted, it's in uh, Latin America, 
Uh, it is in you know Africa. Uh, India is getting whacked. Russia is getting whacked even more. You know, some places are starting to open up, though. You know, you know it's like what, what, Harriet? You know, it, it open. what's that? San Diego definitely is. We're supposed to be in uh, phase three, and they're actually even allowing nail salons to reopen uh, next week. So, I mean, it's gyms are reopening, and it's just crazy. I, I don't know. I don't think we're ready. Nathan Fletcher, I agree with him. I don't think we're ready. Um, I don't want stuff to open back up, and <laughs> I, I don't know. You okay? Let me just mention, Nathan Fletcher, you don't talk for me, and you haven't come on our show. When you come on our show, please come on our show because we need alternate views. Don't really agree with a lot of stuff you say. Mad, mad that you switched parties. Uh, but at the same time, Harriet and I have an open mic for anybody here who wants to talk policy. And uh, uh, Supervisor Jim Desmond came. So, Nathan, hey, it's, it's right here for everybody. There's a seat right in the middle of us, a virtual seat right now because Harriet and I aren't together right now but um you know but yeah i mean i mean harry there's just, just states yeah. that are being so lazadaisical about stuff arizona for example um there have been a lot of bars that have basically told their apparently there was this one and let me let me just see really quick that i forget the name of it it was a sports bar and grill and um it's it's just crazy. One of their employees came on on Facebook and said, I'm probably going to get fired for saying this, but there have been five cases at our restaurant. And I just want you guys to know, like, you shouldn't come here. We're not closing down. Employees aren't wearing masks. They're not washing their hands and just don't come here. But Arizona, I mean, they're just, they're being insane. No one's, no one's wearing masks. No one's distancing. And no one seems to think it's a big deal. Here's a problem right now, Harriet. I'll be honest with you. You know, as, as our listeners know, you and I have been long proponents of, of follow the science. But I, I'm telling you, I'm, I think the protests last riots, <coughs> you know, probably were one of the biggest things. I don't know what to trust now. I don't know, you know, if they were so bad, why was everybody allowed to go out? Why didn't anybody get arrested for just being out? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, look, you know, I have come out on this show against you know a view that a lot of people in my party or Republican party have about you know you know it's you know we need to go back to work and you know you know and i've come out against that i'll be honest harriet i don't know what i believe anymore all i know is here's what i know i have a job that i can do from home and i do it from home and i protect my family you know I know that people are dying to go back to work, and I would never deny anybody a job. All I can say is be careful out there. And you know, I, and Harriet and I have you know been separately because look, I you know how many times have I seen you in the last four months, Harriet? Three times, maybe four yeah, times. Nice. You know, but Harriet and I are in the same family in the same town, and we're trying to be safe. You know, I, I we, uh, you don't want me to come over. <laughs> yeah. well, I panicked once when Harriet and, and her husband Paul came over and, okay, and they I sat close to us and we didn't wear them. And, you know, and the next day I had a cough and I'm like, Harriet, you gave me coronavirus. Yeah, you know, oh, it had to calm me down for like three days, I think, yeah. on that one, wasn't it? But, you know? I mean, as of Saturday, coronavirus cases are still increasing in 18 states. Um several of which saw record or near record highs in 17 states. The numbers were trending downward and numbers remained steady in 13 states. Texas saw more than 2,200 people hospitalized on Saturday, bypassing their record high the previous day. North Carolina had a record of 823 hospitalizations and of the nearly 20 states where numbers surged, 
Oregon, Nevada, Wyoming, Oklahoma, Alabama, and South Carolina reported an increase of over 50% in new cases in the past week as compared to the previous one. Um, People are saying even a second wave. We're We're still in the first wave. So it's just, I, I just, I don't even know, but New, New York is seeing a major improvement, but they haven't really opened up at all. So I don't yeah. know. I genuinely don't know. And the WHO, the World Health Organization, they're flip-flopping constantly on, on what they believe, you know? When I this just, is all done and over, guys, we need a, rev- you know, look, I'm not a fan of quitting worldwide organizations. I'm a fan no. of making them better. You know, make them better. If they're not doing what you want, make them better. Just don't quit stuff. I don't, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll be the first to say to our president, that's not the answer. The answer is, yeah, probably political pressure. But you, you, you don't quit stuff. You know, it's like we're either going to be a leader in the world or we're not. And if we're not, then let's go back to being the isolationist America that we were in uh, before World War One. But, you know, I, I don't think with our population, because we, we have population from all over the world. And the population wants to take care of the people in, its, in their home countries. Yeah. And the thing is, in the West, I don't see any country being able to, to be like us. Maybe the EU can get its act together, but who, who will support the West at some point, if not us? And, you know, but, but you know, so, so WHO, you know, I, you know reform oh, it. You know? hear what they were saying, too, and this is something I, I think I called you and I talked to you about, is they're saying they now don't think that the risk is high for people who are asymptomatic, meaning that they carry the coronavirus, but they're not displaying symptoms. They're saying they don't think the virus, well, initially they'd said they don't think the virus can be transmitted, um, like less than 1% of people, uh, you know, that are asymptomatic. And then they flip-flopped because obviously after saying that, people were saying, they were upset. They were saying, okay, so you're, you're telling me that we could have just not been quarantined for the last four months and like living our lives like normal. And, and then they flip-flopped and said, well, we don't really know, obviously. You know, we, we can't really tell how it spreads right now. It's like, well, then what are we doing? Like, Can I tell we- you, after this is over, we need to have – better connections in the WHO. We need to make sure it's not going to be influenced by politics. We need China, the Communist Party of China, to open up right now and to tell us exactly what happened without blame on our side right now. We need to, in order to make something better, we have to have, we have to know the facts because, you know, and, and look, you know, I understand what, 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 what President Trump is doing. And I'll be honest with you, he's pounding China and there is something that happened. Something happened because, you know, what they say is the flax always greatest over the target. And you just see how the Communist Party in, in China is acting, you know, here. But, guys, we're over the target. And China needs to come clean right now for the sake of humanity. And all, and it really does. No more hiding and no more there anything. Has to, there has to be a way. This, this has to have been created in a lab. It has to. I just, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't believe that we're really saying this came from eating bats. Yeah, so and, I think it happened. Yeah. Some, yeah. Somehow something got leaked, and I don't think it was intentional. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I think it was just an accident, honestly. I, I, I think the hard, the bad part, though, Harriet, that I think the world needs to take a look at its immigration policies. You know, but but. I mean, but, I mean, we're a globally connected world. That's why everything. You know, that's this why is this. Problem. Yeah, yeah, but I hope. I hope. The Chinese didn't send diseased people out throughout the world. I hope they didn't, because that 
is a war crime. I mean that 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 is that is a yeah well, that is a biological yeah warfare crime. You know that's insane. yeah. I mean I just I don't know. I feel like we don't know, and I don't think we're ever going to get a straight answer from China. But, but, but the first thing is though China, and if anybody's listening from the Communist Party in China. Because we know, we know there we have, <laughs> we know we have readers, you know, we, we know probably communist Chinese party is listening to this broadcast right now with the, yeah. with the 1700 hits we have so far, you know, 1700 uh, downloads. We know that probably 1500 of them are probably communist Chinese you know, party right now. And, you're my father that's all you I know am your, I, i'm the china i'm the chinese father so I'm uh, the chinese. Well, Baba, hey, Jenny, your dad's so cheap <laughs> I am, that's right that's me your dad's so cheap but you know what we really trying to just come clean we just need you to come clean right now and you know we'll decide would decide what help anything like would that actually help anything well, i mean i like, we what, need what, what, to know whether this was the lab created or whether it was an accident, and we just we just need a hundred percent worldwide transparency on this right now. Putin, you know Vladimir Putin, you know uh, we need you to come clean. We need everybody to come clean right now because this this is really the you know the, you know the, this is the destiny of a, of, a, of a of a human race. To be honest with you, you know we don't know where this is going, so. You know, I'm a nationalist, but I'm an internationalist too. You know, and, and I'm a, I'm an American, but you know, I'm a human. You know, I'm ever the human race, and so we just need to do that. So, but COVID nineteen, Harriet, you know, oh, you know, I, I just feel like you don't know who to trust. Then you have all these other people who are saying things like, oh, this was planned by our government or this was done by Democrats. Some people think that this is all Nancy Pelosi. There's Nancy sure Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Chuck! Nancy, what? Of QAnon and like the whole stuff about the deep state and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, it's it's bonkers, the amount of people. And I, I there's a there was a politician um, who was elected recently, and he believes in that. He believes in QAnon. Uh, there are people in, in there are heads of countries in different states throughout the world who who aren't even who aren't even putting out numbers anymore about the. Oh, the yeah, right. And I'm curious to know your perspective. What would be the point of the Democrats or anybody for that matter? Because that's the whole thing. Like this virus doesn't know if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Well, that's the one thing. Look, I'm in a, a peeing contest with the. Uh, with the uh, LA Times, right? I'm sending things back. The LA Times had a stupid article the other day You're saying just, I mean, that it's not great, obviously. Well, well, so saying that the LA Times that the virus was racist, and I'm like, I sent them back something saying, "Dude, seriously, this virus is going to infect whoever it infects." You know, if if the point was people who are poorer are getting the virus, or some groups are being affected by it. Yeah. Don't yeah, call yeah. It virus. I mean, there's so many things you can call racist. You know, um, just no, don't call I, it virus racist. I mean, really, I, I get that. I talked about that with my husband, and he he really drilled it into me. Obviously, these sites are about clickbait. They're about what's going to elicit a reaction yeah. out of somebody. That's that's being a journalist, you know. But you know and, what, Harriet? On that issue, well, I was maybe come back to that, but yeah, I was just going to say maybe, we don't. 
No. The, so the reason, and when you and I talked about this, the reason why they're saying, you know, oh, the virus is racist is it does disproportionately affect black people more than it does white people in the sense that the African-American community has a higher rate of heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, and other underlying conditions that make somebody more, um, it, you know, more likely to react negatively if they contract the virus. And, but, and, and also the racist, though, makes that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, and also the black community in America from what I know, at least maybe outside of the rural South is pretty much of an urban population. And the problem is this is affecting urban dwellers. A hell of a oh, lot I mean, right on top of each other. It's like, look at New York. I mean, there's a reason it's so quickly. Look at the public transportation. I mean, people who take the subway, you're I mean, it's disgusting. You know, like, of course it's going to spread at a higher rate, but, but Harry, so, so COVID-19 you know, as you said, going out this weekend was like weird. We're still, it's, it's weird because we live in Sydney. Oh yeah. Oh, I got my COVID-19 first haircut. I went <laughs> to, uh, as your mom said, uh, they had to put me in one of those little cars and they did my hair. <laughs> I got my lollipop. No, I, I went to, where'd I go? I, I went to, uh, you know, a sports clips, I think in uh, Del Mar or something like that. $5 package. You were living fashion. Haircuts are more expensive now. I think it's out of there with a tip. I get 30 bucks. The first time I paid 30 bucks for a haircut, except for a fancy one. So I have a hell of a lot of hair, you know, but, but it was good to get a haircut. That, that felt good. It was a a little bit weird. Uh, Yes, and, and and there's no sports that they were you know you know this is sports clips so they didn't have oh, any current sports. <laughs> well, so, so we watched Game Six of the uh, 1971 World Series between the Pirate Pittsburgh Pirates and the oh, Baltimore Orioles, and I can remember being 10 years old and watching that game, maybe nine Aww. years old watching that game. So. But the one thing I noticed at that time too, maybe we're skipping around a little bit. People were skinnier. People were just. <laughs> Skinnier. People didn't have as much muscle tone. If you look at the at the players back then, he, there was a guy who played for the Baltimore Orioles, a guy named Boog, Boog Powell. And come on, if you have the name Boog Powell, you're going to be one big dude. Jesus. So he was considered a big guy, Boog Powell. He was the first baseman for the uh, – I just like saying his name, Boog Powell. <laughs> but he was the first baseman uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. But he wasn't that big of a dude. And, and it's like, these guys were like really skinny. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell we've been feeding our people the last number of years? Garbage. That's, there's a reason why people are getting sicker and we're getting fatter. You know, if there's a reason, obviously we don't move around as much, we don't eat well. And honestly eating healthy. And I'm just going to say it, it is, it is expensive. If you are living on food stamps, if you have very limited resources and money to spend on food, you're going to go for volume. You're not necessarily going to go for, you know, nutrient density. Um, I mean, anybody's going to criticize me. I'm just going to tell them right out. I'm a poor, from a poor white family. I lived on food stamps. We had food stamps. We were very embarrassed to use them. Oh yeah, and you said that you guys ate crap because that's what you could we, afford. We 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 ate we had food stamps. One thing I must say about food stamps: you couldn't buy alcohol, you couldn't buy cigarettes with food stamps. But I but I want to give a shout out, not just you know not you know look, food stamps played its role, and and I can remember I think we had a short period of time when we were on food stamps, uh, but you know, I want to give a shout out to an organization that takes a lot of crap sometimes: the Salvation Army. The Salvation Army. 
used to give my family stuff. You know, when we were really down on our luck, we'd go to Salvation Army. My dad would go over there. He'd get like a voucher for like 20 bucks or something. And, and they would tell him no alcohol or no no cigarettes or anything else. And, you know, the Salvation Army, you know, they, they gave tough love. You know, and the sad thing is my dad was an alcoholic, you know, and he needed tough love. You know, and the problem is he didn't have enough men in his life who were not alcoholics to give him tough love. But, you know, the Salvation Army, anything I can ever do for you at any time, I am there. You know, I can't play the trumpet, but, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, at Christmas and everything else. But, guys, if you want to give to some organization that has helped people of any race, that will help you anytime you want, go to the Salvation Army. You know, the Salvation Army, you know, people in the U.K., Britain laugh at them sometimes, call them the Sally Army. But I'm telling you, when you're down on your luck, you don't have a place to stay. They're there. They're there for you. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, on that note. <laughs> on that note. Oh, sorry. COVID-19. So let's finish this. Let's finish one Somebody, worldwide disaster out first, okay? Uh, I just saw a meme that said, I got to say, six months into 2020, and I've probably enjoyed about 12 days so far. <laughs> I mean, seriously? I mean, holy. Uh, I just know predicted. If you, somebody said there's this challenge that you should do. If you could go back and show yourself a year ago today, what life looked like in America, you know, a year into the future, you would just be like, oh, shut up. Like you're lying, like bullshit, you know, (laughs) like, you know, why are you all wearing masks? Why is everyone protesting? What the hell's going on in in America? But you know, uh, America, we can come out of this, you know, hell, (laughs) just, just hold on. You know, what I would say, America, right now, keep 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 safe, whatever makes sense for you. But I am telling you, those people who think that, and I've been to the beach with my wife and my, my youngest daughter. And, he you know. And gloves. <laughs> and, and well, I'm not wearing gloves, but I, I, I am one of the only people on it with a mask. Seriously, San Diego, you know, put some freaking masks on, dudes. I mean, seriously, some people are not social distancing. And, you know, the truth is the cops aren't bugging anybody now because we got other stuff. to We got bigger fish to fry or buildings to fry. Uh, but, you know, but but so um, anything else on COVID-19? Well, oh, Harry, yeah. going out and just looking at people and seeing people again, it's weird. It's so like weird. we're all freaking Martians. I, 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 mean, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, nobody's going to shake a hand for a, a hell of a long time. You're probably not going to kiss anybody you don't know. You're not going to hug. Were you kissing people you didn't know before this? Well, I don't want to tell you, Harriet. I'm. I got a bit of the Joe Biden in me. A bit oh, of the uh, kissy kissy going I'm on here. Have the Joe Biden than the Trump, you know, legally. I'm not going to. Uh, you know, look. I started out. Well, I don't say I started my political career, but I worked for Bill Clinton too. So you know, there's a long line of them here we got going on. Did you Bill know, and you? What's that? Were you almost Lewinsky? <laughs> I am not. I am not going to say what I did with that president. No, no. That's but, what uh, your definition of is was <laughs> or was is. <laughs> yes, that that would be. There are some secrets that are protected by the American, you know, Secrets Protection Act. You know, the CIA has my name if I say anything. You know, but let's just put this. I got a big payment. All right, so I'm. We got the big house for a reason, right? There's a reason we got that. You know, tax-free. 
But anyway. Honestly, at this point, he looks like he's done too many drugs. I know he probably hasn't. But just the the guy is the dopiest look on his face when you just see him interviewed. It's hilarious. He feels like he's Teflon. He's still going around going, I'm getting my $400,000 a year and my, my protection. And the rest of your life. I got a foundation and I don't have to live with Hillary anymore. Hell, this is good. No, but dad, so you, you keep getting a salary for the rest of your life as a president? Yep. 400,000, 400, I think it's 400,000 G's right now. And you get a, and you get a secret service protection all your life. And plus the these guys get, you know, it's like Obama right now, you know, former president Obama, you know, what do you get a, for, from Netflix? We got a $50 million deal. Come on. You, you, know, you get these. For, for what on Netflix? For doing something. I don't know. For like, you know, you know, saying he, he, he helped, he and Michelle helped produce something. Oh, the, like, the, he did. Or the documentary about her becoming. Oh, but it's a full. Uh, can I tell you? Here's the. Okay. We're going to have various parts in the show where we're going to be what the Bearholtzes think we should have as legislation. First legislation that needs to come in here is one, former president shut their mouth, take your pension. If you if you if you want to comment on another president, you give up your pension. Okay. Frankly, I don't think any of these guys should deserve a pension. Donald Trump's not even taking a, a you know a, a salary here. But no, he's selling t shirts with his name on them every other day. I mean the guy Come on, come on. He's a capitalist. But you know but you know, but but honestly, America's got enough bills. I think ex you know the, the, the presidents, I think the first presidents to get paid, I think Calvin Coolidge back in the old days. My mother, my mother actually met Calvin Coolidge. My mother, uh, when, when her father died, her mother had a boyfriend who was a journalist uh, for uh, the Harrisburg Patriot. And uh, Calvin Coolidge came to Harrisburg once, and my mother was there when, uh, and, and Calvin Coolidge. Uh, uh, stroked my mother's hair on top of her head. So that's my oh. Calvin Coolidge story, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm sticking to it. So, Dad, how old was she? That sounds creepy. Oh, my mother was born in 1917. That just shows how old my parents were. So, my mother was probably about five, four or five uh, years old. If she, I mean, if she was an adult, obviously that's a little, as you would put it, Joe Biden. Uh, creepy, a little presidential going on there, but you know. So, so Harry, anything else? COVID 19. Uh, no, you know. Not. You, it is I'm weird done. going out again. I want to go to New Zealand. Uh, yeah, probably it's the only place where we can go yet, you know. But but guys, just imagine the world before getting on an airplane, getting on a train. Oh, you 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 haven't hugged me in like five months. I haven't hugged my, I haven't hugged my honey in a long time. I, Emma, I mean, you're just too afraid. Well, you know, you know, but it's like, <laughs> what do you do? Just a petri dish of just just oh, jerk. Right, but oh. uh, yeah, so, so 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 guys, look, you know, we wish we we could we could blink here and it would be all better for us, but it's not. You know, the only thing we know how to do here on this one is just just be safe, protect yourself. You know, crap happens when you when you keep your guard down. The truth is, I don't know whether you can trust the government at any level on this one. I think we're all flying by the seat of our pants. I think you have to read a lot of keep up on the news. But even if you keep up with the scientific journals that are being published right now and you keep up with the studies and info that different, like, you know, global health organizations are releasing, the information is so contradictory. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. How can you mess 
mess it up so badly? How can you get something so incorrect in terms of just the reporting of the virus, how it spreads? That's right. Hey, Harriet, why don't we, you know, why don't we next hit then the issue which has been depressing the hell out of me? It's depressing the hell out of you. And and look, yeah, you know, look, I, I, I think maybe what we do is I would say you have your say because last time I did, just talk in talk in your voice because you know guys look one of the things I one of the things I've always promised my daughter is I would never come between her politics religion uh, I would never come between you know her choice you know her 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 you know her 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 her, her choice of boyfriends or anything like that career choices I am as I t- tell her. And you know, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I, I go against this all the time, and I get, we get in fights. Oh, and everyone. But, but you're but, not perfect. Oh, I know it's hard to believe. No. It is. But you know, I know America. I know it's hard to believe. It really is. But you, don't you know, need a hero right now, we were counting on you. I know. We're counting on somebody at least. We need a hero. Right. So we need the friggin' angels to come down and help us, and the friggin' superheroes. So calling all angels and superheroes, America needs you right now. But you yeah. know. But, you know, uh, you know, I, as I tell Harry, look, I'm 58 years old, going on 59 really quickly. And, and you know, but. You're my birthday twin almost. I'm almost your birthday twin. Uh, but, you know, the truth is, I think my age group, we're, we're, we're still sort of in charge. But at the same time, I think the best way we can function is not to put our will on our kids, but to to give our experiences to them you know, show them what we know, help them when they have questions and they need guidance. We see them going off the cliff. You you, you know, I talked about a a cartoon when I was a a kid called doggy daddy, where, where that was a cartoon doggy daddy, look it up. But doggy daddy was like, literally his kid was doing all these silly things. And doggy daddy was always going, "Ah!" and he was always saving his kids. And that, and that is what I, you know, that's sort of what we have to do. And look, I sometimes see these politicians who are all about saving the world, and then they treat their families like hell. And, and you know, charity starts at home. Well, but you know, you, you think about it. If we all took care of our families, we wouldn't need to have social programs. If we if we took care of our families, we wouldn't need, you know, probably the, you know. Probably wouldn't, we wouldn't need to have as much policing as we do today. If we take care of, of, of those closest to us, you know, all it takes, you know, in a life, you know, some people say about breaking out of habits and that, you, you, you know, if I was going to go in and I was going to talk to kids today of all races and, 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 and ethnicities, I sit down and I talk with the boys and I just say, hey, look, your past is not determinative of your future you can make a difference you can turn it around you have the ability in 15 18 years to turn this around but you can't be dependent on others you have to take responsibility some things in life are societal and some things are responsibility and and, um, i'd look into all the young men's eyes and i would just say hey look you can do this we're here for you you know we may look differently you know, you know, you know, you know, I may wear my hair differently if I have any hair or anything else. Or I may have different, you know, actions. But at the same time, I would say to them, you're men. 
And I don't care if you, 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 you know, and, and, and as a man, there are things you have to do. So taking care of your family to me is job one. So, you know, we talked about the coronavirus and about, you know, to me, the number one thing is take care of your family. And, and look, you know, a lot of us, are, you know, we have conventions coming up right now, you know, party conventions. I'm scared out of my mind. I'll be honest with you. You know, you know, I, I hope that the Democrats and the Republicans are sensible. I hope we don't have stupid rules, you know, I, and, but I hope we we are sensible because, you know, my family comes before everything. And, you know, it comes before, serious, you know, it, it comes before country. It comes before everything, you, you know. And so for me, you know, don't make me choose between my family and, and my party or, you know, or anything else or my country. even. Uh, I'm going to go with my family, you know. So, but anyway. Anything else on on COVID nineteen, Harriet? Oh God, no! I'm good. <laughs> just I, oh, I don't know why I stay inside my little bubble, and I, I no idea when I'm going to come out again. You know, I just I I do. It's just scary because obviously we do still have to go to the grocery store. We do have to go just do the essentials, like go get dog food. You know, just go do certain things. And today, honestly, was the first non-essential thing we've done, which was go to brunch. And I am nervous. And I definitely am going to get a coronavirus test before I come see you guys again. Because, you know, given the fact that Emma is obvious, you know, we have a family member who's more susceptible um, to this. You can't be too careful. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's just how it goes. 